Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. From WinTV down in Tasmania will join us to discuss the happenings of the Tasmanian AFL Big Task Force, uh, task force and uh, what the landscape looks like now without Peter Gutwin involved in Tasmanian politics. His shock at retirement from politics a matter of days ago has sent the, uh, the the task force team into a bit of a spin. Not too much from what we've heard from those who are on the inside. Nick Rewalt spoke on, on the couch a couple of nights ago and sounded pretty confident even without Peter Gutwin now able to uh, wield his power in politics. But Brent Costello will give us the full rundown of what has happened and what the future and the short-term future and the long-term future might look like for the for the Tassie bid in uh, the AFL for their 19th licence. Coming up a little later on, on the Sporting Capital from 7pm, Michael Laminato, Formula One journalist from the Box of Neutrals podcast and the F1 strategy report, will be with us to preview the Oz Grand Prix, what to expect this season, all the rules and regulation changes, a little discussion about uh, the opening two races as well and uh, the other bits and pieces from around the Formula One world, including the Las Vegas race next year. And Joey Lynch will be with us as well. Breaking news tonight in uh, the last hour and a half is that uh, in the world of football, the round ball football, Barcelona are going to be coming down to Australia at the end of next month. So we've already got Celtic on the cards. We've got Crystal Palace on the cards. We've got Manchester United, who will be here to play Melbourne victory. And now we've got... Uh, Barcelona, who will be here to play the A-League All-Stars at the end of May. It's going to be in grand final week of the A-League. So two pretty big matches on in the same week. Barcelona and then the uh, and then the A-League men's grand final. So that is uh, that's breaking news from the last hour or two. And Joey Lynch will join us in the second hour here on my stint here to, uh, to discuss that. And, uh, and what that looks like and what it might mean for Australian football, the legacy it might leave. Uh, we'll do that a little later on, though, but we'll chat about footy here in the first hour on the Macca's run. one 736 736 as I mentioned, 433 off the text. Uh, I want to play this bit of audio to start us off this evening. I'll put, my, put the AFL hat on. I think in terms of um, data digital as a someone who's attending a game, I hopefully it means it's it's much more seamless, and all the bits you touch points of the game might be in a single version, a single touch point, whether it's through um, the AFL app or a single sign-on model, and hopefully you actually have a more integrated experience. I think that um, uh, you might then actually whether it be morph into so NFT's got a bit of discussion, yeah. and so that things going on digital, whether it's your it, that bleeds into whether it's a digital. Um, 
uh, wallet that actually has your membership, that actually has a unique identifier that gives you a bit more intimacy for, for the long term and whether it's then also your ability to touch other products. So I think it's actually, yeah, if we go back to where it all starts with digital, it's, it can be much more bespoke and understand you as the individual and hopefully make it a more seamless experience for you to, to enjoy the game you love. That was AFL CEO Gillian McLaughlin speaking today on Jared Waitley's program as part of the Sport NXT conference, um, discussing uh, basically business in sport, among other things, but that's the crux of the conference. That was today uh, on Waitley. So digital wallets, online experiences, bespoke experiences for footy fans, uh, online memberships, online tickets, is this what fans want or is this another instance of the AFL jumping ahead without consulting its most important stakeholders? If digital is the way to go, then let's clean up the digital we currently have before we expand upon it. It feels like this week in particular was not the right time to make this announcement when fans are struggling to buy their own tickets for upcoming rounds of this season. Online wallets are not for everyone. How much does going down this path alienate the elder audiences of footy? With all respect, there are some elder members of the public who are digitally savvy, savvy, but there aren't. Uh, but there are a lot who aren't digitally savvy either. I don't want to come across as someone who is opposed to the digital age we live in. As someone who is, well, I belong to the. I don't know actually what I'm a part of. I'm either Gen Y or Gen Z. I think I'm in the year that's right in between the two. But I'm, I'm one of them. Uh, but computers and devices and other digital means have become a part of my life, and I know, how to, I know how to function these and these innovations, but I don't want to speak for all footy fans when I say, oh, yeah, I'll know how to operate my digital wallet, because that's not the reality of a lot of footy fans around Australia. Devices and online wallets aren't for everyone. As long as the AFL can maintain its legacy pieces for all fans, that is hard copy tickets that you can purchase and print out and... I don't know, gone are the days of walking up to a ticket box. You can still do that, walking up to a ticket box. I don't know if you can walk up to a ticket box midweek anymore and buy a ticket, but I think at game day you certainly can. But as long as those remain, then that means that footy can remain for all fans. Is digital wallets something you want? Would you like to be able to buy your ticket online and have it go to your digital wallet? I know that it does actually exist in, in some cases now. You've got the wallet app on your phone where if you go to the ticket master or ticket tech or one of the two you can go online and buy a ticket and it just drops straight into your wallet and you can go and uh, scan at the um, at the at the gates when you enter it's, it already kind of exists but i think the afl is wanting to streamline it within one kind of app or one kind of service that they uh, use and they can function where it can all your tickets can exist all of your memberships can exist and already we're seeing clubs go down this path this season this is already something that is happening is online memberships so i haven't got my hard copy membership for my team this season, it's apparently on my phone, which I haven't accessed yet. Um, is this the way that we want to go? Are you okay with this happening? Are you okay with more of your life existing on your phone and more of your sporting enjoyment existing on your phone? Or do you want the hard copy to remain? As I said, I'm someone who belongs to the digital generation of, of our community now. But and as much as I do enjoy the goods and the good aspects of digital and online it is i know that it's not something for everyone and this is kind of i don't know it feels like it's something that doesn't belong in sport i kind of i, I like collecting tickets actually i've got a big box of uh, of sporting tickets at home that i've accrued from over the years and I, I quite like the charm of printing out my ticket and folding it up and and you know having it scanned through the gates when i walk into a sporting event part two of gill's chat 
focused on NFTs. This is what Gil McLaughlin said about the AFL and NFTs today. I apparently announced, I didn't realise, we well, announced our partnership with Animoca, which was supposed to be announced next week, and uh, with the PlayStation. None of which I announced, uh, all the things I announced I thought were announced and weren't, so I, it's out there now. But uh, we, we've got uh, the very first products in production at the moment, so that'll be announced in the next couple of weeks. I won't run ahead on that, but, they're, 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 but, it, but it'll happen this year. The first one's going to be memorabilia-style stuff. Yep. And, and, and then, I mean, I was asked about it. I mean, and it's clearly, as an example, that there'll be an NFT piece around Buddy's Thousand Goals. I mean, that's one of the most unique things I've been a part of in my time of football, a pretty special moment. So someone will have an NFT in the end that's the official piece of vision that shows all of that and then the onslaught that ensued. So the AFL is looking to become part of the NFT world, the new wave of cryptocurrency money-making and, in some cases, a smash-and-grab scheme. In a nutshell, NFTs work like this. If you've never heard of it, non-fungible tokens. kind of works like this. I'm not in the world, I'm not in the space, but I've heard and read a lot about it. It's basically a digital token. It's it's almost like an image. It's almost presented in the form of a digital playing card. Think of a Scanlon's footy card online, but it's got a bit of extra about it. It has a price attached to it via cryptocurrency. So you, you purchase, you convert your money over to Bitcoin or Ethereum, which are two of the currencies, two of the many currencies that uh, exist in the crypto world. And you can buy these tokens. The price of these tokens rise and fall like stocks, depending on how much interest and demand there is for the NFT itself. So if the AFL drives interest in their NFTs, if they promote it and advertise the Lance Franklin 1000th gold NFT well enough, then the price might go up and you have to pay a little bit more for it. If you get on it early and the price goes up, then you can sell it as well like a stock. So more money to be made for the AFL, they get a cut. That's the kind of the gist. It might not be the full story of NFTs. I might have missed a couple of nuances there, but that's basically what it is. What does the fan get out of it? That's yet to be seen. Some organizations who use NFTs around the world will attach some kind of exclusivity or bonus access to either something online or in the real physical world, a kind of good or service. But most of the time in the NFT world, and this is just going by observation from what I've seen so far, the owner doesn't gain much other than the bragging rights of saying that they own the NFT and then the possibility of selling it for a higher price later on. The NFT, as I stated, is nothing more than an image. It's basically a JPEG of, of a photo that uh, Wayne Ludby or Michael Wilson took on the sidelines with their cameras that you can save to your desktop, really, with a, a right-click and a save image as. Sometimes you can turn them into GIFs and make them move or add sparkles and effects to them. Because the NFT is a digital token and the price rises and falls, it can be traded to make money for the buyer, but there is risk involved in NFTs. Now, I'm not accusing the AFL of doing this or planning to do this, so let me preface that firstly. I'm merely saying, and I'm forewarning people, that NFTs, as much as a great idea as companies can make them sound, buy our NFT, it's great for whatever, whatever their story is. NFTs haven't always turned out to be that great. Tread carefully with how you part with your money and getting involved in the crypto game. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to give us a call. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to send a text. Let's get started and head out to Dan, who's with us in Geelong to chat about tickets and NFTs and all this digital hullabaloo. Dan, welcome. Yeah, hey, how, hey. Yeah, I was just I've started the last point. NFTs. It's 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 just essentially digital art. So. Um, no, I know like it's no different than what's the value in a piece of paper baseball card that's worth a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I mean? It's just a digital form of that baseball card. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. To me, to me, it makes sense. But 
um, yeah, in the other version of, of um, the AFL and, and putting everything onto a digital wallet, I mean, to me, it just sounds like a marketing thing. They're just going to be trying to, yeah, you'll get, you know, minute by minute, second by second stats on players and whatever you want during the game and whatever, but there's just going to be more advertisements and, you know, yeah, market their products and, and keep you glued to the screen where I sort of, when I go to the football, I like to have a bit of separation from, you know, technology and, and, and watch the game for what it is. And, yeah, just, that's not... Yeah, yeah, you just dropped off a little bit there, Dan. But, I, yeah, that's... It's basically, yeah, the AFL, I understand the gist of your point. It's the AFL just wanting to... Uh, and and not, not not just pinning this on the AFL, by the way. There are a lot of organisations around the world who do this, but it is keeping you on your phone longer and and keeping you engaged with the product for a lot longer. Um, yeah, I don't under, I don't know if there's a great. I mean, the AFL will advertise that as a great benefit for the fans. Is oh, you can access all of these things on your phone, but is it really? And when you really dig into it, when you go to the footy, you just want to watch the footy. I don't particularly care about. All of that. If I want to check a stat, I'll pull out my phone and I'll have a look at the AFL app or the Footy Live app, and I'll check the the stats and see what's going on. But I'm not. I don't want to feel tied to my phone while I'm at the footy. Paul is with us from South Morang to chat about NFTs. Hello, Paul. Ah, uh, yeah. Good day, mate. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I specifically want to talk about. I didn't hear um all of what Jill McLaughlin said. Um. My brother-in-law is a 25-year-old, 25-year gold member of the AFL. He's got a Collingwood Club support package. Now, he wasn't asked whether he wanted his ticket to be mailed out to him or whether it was going to go on his phone. wasn't even consulted about it. So he wanted a ticket. Hasn't received... He's still been waiting two and a half weeks for his ticket to arrive. I don't know if he's got it today, but that's, so that's the first two weeks of the season that's gone. Hasn't been offered, given an apology, hasn't been offered, like, anything to compensate for um, missing out on the first two weeks. Like, the, were the fans consulted about this, or is it all just saving money so they don't have to make this? Print tickets. What, what is it? It's, I, I don't understand it. To me, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that that could be true, and I I, I think there's uh, I think there's merit in that thought as well. I don't think the fans were consulted about this. I think the club I support. I think I was emailed whether I want a digital tic, uh, digital membership or not, whether I want a hard copy. And I think I don't actually know what I did now. I think I did tick the hard. Well, I would have if I if I, but I don't actually remember going through the survey and ticking the hard copy. But that would have been my choice had I done that. Uh, but regardless of that or not, I haven't received a follow-up. I haven't received any confirmation. I haven't heard other people from the club I support say they've got a hard copy membership um, for for this season as well. So it doesn't feel like fans were consulted about this um, in the in the footy world. Thank you for your call, uh, Paul in South Morang. Joe is with us in Roeville talking about memberships and ticketing. Joe, welcome. Jordan, how are you? Good, thank you. Now, I've been a member of Hawthorne for 40 years, yeah, so that should tell you that I actually love the game. And I've also got an AFL uh, full gold membership with Hawthorne Club support. Mm-hmm. With the Hawthorne membership, I've still got my um, ticket, my normal plastic swipe ticket, yeah? But with the AFL one, it's online. And you know what? To me, it's the worst thing. It's, I'm not very, I'll be honest, I'm 51 years of age, but when it comes to computers, I've got no idea, yeah? I'll, I'll put my hand up. So my theory is, 
either give people options or if something ain't broke, don't touch it. Yep. Why, so, why, why, why would that make something that it was so simple for so many years so difficult? And even, even a lot of other clubs, I've got a friend of mine who's a North supporter, they've gone digital, he hates it. I've got a couple of friends at work who are Richmond supporters, they've gone digital, they can't stand it because things don't, they don't work properly, Jordan, like they're supposed to. Going to the footy should be enjoyable. I mean, not having to worry, how am I going to get tickets or... I can't even get tickets sitting next to my mate because you, you know what I mean. It shouldn't be that difficult to go and do something that you love. Mm. So, your is it your club membership that you have a hard copy of? I've got the Hawthorne club membership, but I think, I mean, they, I think they're pretty much going to follow every other club as well because I've got my reserve seat with Hawthorne, right? But I, I mean, if, if every other club is doing it, no doubt Hawthorne will do it too. So, I just, I just don't get it. I mean, if people are high with their technology, I understand it. But there's a lot of people like myself, 51, there'd be older people than myself that go every week and they'd, they'd be clueless as well. No disrespect to them, but that's just how it is, Jordan, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, thank you for your call, Joe. I appreciate that. So an insight there to, to, to the stories around fans and fandom and, and memberships. I appreciate the call and, uh, and you sharing your experience. Keep them coming through. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll take a quick break. We've got Brent Costello coming up uh, in about 15 minutes to talk about what's happening in Tassie, but we'll keep this discussion rolling. On the other side of this, the Maccas run here this Wednesday night on SEN. Uh, for McDonald's, my Maccas rewards has arrived. Earn rewards with every Maccas uh, run. And our phone line for Harcourts, the Harcourts open line. Your move, your Harcourts, coming back after this. .au. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. For Maccas, juicy Angus beef and a lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. Jordan Canella sitting in for Sam Hargraves this evening on the Maccas Run on the Harcourts open line. For all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. We're talking about memberships, NFTs and the digital age that the AFL is striding into Let's go to Andrew in St Kilda, who's talking about memberships. Welcome to you, Andrew. Yeah, good evening. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, yeah, so my 85-year-old mother is a 50-year-plus member of the AFL, um, joined VFL Park back in the day you know, before it actually even opened. Now, she hasn't been able to go to the football this year at all because of the um, electronic ticketing. Um, we've tried to send her photos of the barcode, but she just can't get it. So, you know, unless we can physically print it off and take it to her, she's not going to be able to go. Mm. And next year, she won't join back with the AFL. She'll just give up. And this is someone that's paid, you know, right through COVID, full membership, um, and not gone to any games for three years because of it. Mm. Does she? How, how does how does the club contact her? Does she have? I mean, I imagine she has a phone. Does she have a smartphone? What's her What's her situation? No, we, the club or the AFL emails us, we print it out and take it to her and then do whatever she needs to do. So, but unfortunately, we live, I live in St Kilda, she lives in Gisborne. She normally catches the train in um, and goes to the footy and catches the train home by herself. So, you know, my, my father's passed away who she used to go with, but yeah, it's just too hard for her. Has she, has she been to the, to the venue to actually try the barcode or not? She, we, the the idea of bringing up the photo on her phone, like we've, she can answer her, her Apple phone or a smartphone, mm-hmm. uh, and she can look at pictures. That's it. And to, once she's seen it, she loses it. She can't sort of work out how where it is or anything like that. So right, you know, it it really does. You know, we've asked the AFL and if we can get a you know a a, um, a card or a hard ticket for her. 
and no, nah, not happening. Mm, yeah, that's 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 pretty poor. <laughs> that's I'm sorry to hear that, uh, Andrew. Thank you for uh, for sharing your experience and and your your, your mother's experience here on uh, on on the radio. But yeah, it's. Uh, that's a hurdle that clearly needs to be crossed. Uh, we'll get to one more call before we get to the break. Thank you, Andrew, again. Uh, Neza in Noble Park. Hello, Neza. Hey, how you going? Good, thank you. Um, I just wanted to talk about um, memberships from uh, a person living with a disability point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that everything's gone onto the phone, um, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a bit of a dinosaur that I keep... I like sentimental things. I only got a smartphone because of QR codes and having to have um, tickets on your phone. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me, I like to take everything with me to the football. So now I walk with a stick. So for me now, I get from the train or sometimes from the pub to um, the ground. I've then got to put everything down so I can uh, show them my vaccination. Mm -hmm. Then I've got to go and get the bag checked. Then you put that back on, you walk up again, and you've got to put down every, you know, everything again to get the swipe across again. And the whole time you've got the attendant sort of rolling his eyes, going, oh, God, who's this old bird? Um, you know, it, it's not a pleasant experience. Yeah. Whereas if I had a paper ticket, I can pull that out of my back pocket and shove it under the scanner, and I'm in. Yeah, and you know, the, I'm a Saints member at Marvel. It's um, you know, it's, oh, it's I, I think they're actually the worst of the three stadiums in Melbourne. Yeah, the, um, it sounds like best. it sounds like the simplicity the simplicity of being a football fan has been lost. I mean, as uh, I think Joe from Roville said earlier, there's a, if it's not broke, there's no need to touch it or no need to try and fix it. Um, yeah, well, uh, thank you for your call, Neza. We'll keep this uh, discussion rolling next. We'll take a quick break. We'll speak to Brent Costello shortly as well. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. For Maccas, juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. Welcome back to the Maccas Run here on SEN. Jordan Canellas filling in for Sam Hargraves this evening on the program. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. if you'd like to jump on and have your say on the Harcourts open line, your move, your Harcourts, 0433981116 if you'd like to jump on on the text machine as well. It feels like we have been um, uh, we've, we've been talking about the, uh, the digital tickets and NFTs in, uh, in the AFL space. It does feel like we've been uh, sort of been airing the, uh, the, the negativity around it to provide a counter argument and see where, Maybe the positives lie. I'd be happy to hear your thoughts if you want to go to a digital uh, sort of database of tickets. Um, I'd be happy to take your calls on that too. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to send us a text for the time being though. Uh, some of the counter arguments for it being a positive move is perhaps perhaps some people may, I said the simplicity of, of having a, a paper ticket, but maybe you might be in the camp of well, maybe digital is more simple. Having it all on your phone and having it all just there in one device might work better for you to have it in the palm of your hand and to have it in a digital format. It does save on paper and, and ink for printing. So if you're if you're a bit tight for that at home or if you don't have a printer, it might work. Uh, it probably saves on production costs and is more cost-effective for the clubs as well. And there might be added benefits that we don't even know about yet of going to digital. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. To have your say, we'll take one call before we go to Brent Costello. Uh, Dave is with us in Parkdale 
to chat about the memberships and uh, and the dogs. David, welcome. Hey, Jordan. Hey, thanks for this. Um, yeah, um, look, I'm a Bulldog member for oh, 38 years, all the rest of it. Just a couple of things on a couple of you know, good things that the club did and some other points from an IT perspective. Um, we had some members that never um, ended up uh, answering an email to sign up to um, continue their seats, even though we've had them for 20 years, and they were removed from them. So the club was really good, and I was able to talk to them and all the rest of it and explain that, you know, older people don't read emails and all the rest of it didn't sign up. Um, and they were able to uh, be able to um, get their seats, even though someone else had bought them. Um, they were able to uh, move those um, seats and um, give their seats back. So that's a big tick to the Bulldogs. So, you know, thanks for that. Now, the other thing is about um, with all these... Um, um, all these apps and all the rest of it, whether you've got your own um, uh, club app or whether you've got Ticketap app and all the rest of it, thoroughly recommend that if you get someone that's technology um, inclined to be able to either send a screen, get a screen print of them, because most people, even the 85-year-old mum, will be able to read an SMS. And so if there's a screen print, at least have that screen print of the ticket that they can show when they get in. Myself, I'm still old school. I actually actually even print that and put that in my um, in my lanyard. So when I go to the ground, I'd scan in the old lanyard because if the internet's down, well, you can't get in, can you? And yeah. then at the same time, if I've got drinks and food and all the rest of it and, and carry, I'm not going to get my phone out of my pocket and show them where I'm sitting. So I've still got that print out. So just a couple of things there. Is that any help or not? Excellent. No, I appreciate the call, Dave. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Mike. David, David Parkdale, uh, 0433981116. Just a small selection of text messages. I'll read the, le- the, the lot out later on. Uh, not true when used. Uh, it's not true when used properly. They are effectively uh, an exclusive membership where members get exclusive benefits, referring to NFTs. And benefits can be worth uh, heaps and are tradable, uh, says one. At 66 years old, I have no problem with the digital wallet. Easy peasy. Uh, at 62, another text says, I've become digitally savvy. I, I have, I've had to. Uh, it's the way the world is going. It forces you to keep up or fall out. Unfortunately, we can't sit and wait to get older. Uh, wait for the, uh, the older gen to catch up. The sport will fall behind, says Mark. Now, I can't access my digital uh, AFL Melbourne membership as the email to reset my password never arrives. Bring back the plastic card, says Grant in Sunshine. I am tech savvy, says another texter, but I hate the whole digital experience. There's plenty more that have come through and we'll continue to get to those over the course of the hour. Uh, let's get to our first guests of the nights here on the Macca's Run. Brent Costello, sports journalist at Wind Television, is with us to uh, chat about what's been happening down there in Tasmania, particularly in the last couple of days with the uh, sudden retirement of Peter Gutwin. Uh, Brent, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jordan. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Uh, now, on this uh, on this political move of uh, of Peter Gutwin, was there any scuttlebutt or indication that uh, that he might be leaving his role uh, before he actually announced it earlier in the week? Uh, not, not, uh, no. To be honest, uh, he had some time off last year. Um, he had a bit of a health scare, so he took some time away. For, not, not for too long, to be fair. Uh, but no one really saw this coming the other day. Even speaking to people close to the government. They only found out minutes before uh, the official announcement. So, uh, yeah, definitely a surprise, and especially the timing too. Obviously, um, we're so close 
good decision on a Tasmanian AFL team, and he's been such a big player in all this. So um, yeah, it must. It, it, I think it's just it's just got to him the last couple of years. It's obviously been really busy for the state premiers with the pandemic, etc. And he's just worn out. He said he's got nothing left in the tank to give. He's given 110 percent, and he said you need to give 110 percent every day you turn up as premier. So um, he's just he's used all his petrol tickets, unfortunately, and uh, had to call it a day. Have you spoken to the people involved with the Tasmanian bids? How have they reacted? Yeah, I have. I spoke to Brett Godfrey yesterday, who's the chair of the, the Tasmanian task force. And, uh, yeah, they were absolutely shocked as well. They called a, a snap meeting probably 15 minutes after the, uh, the announcement, Brett said. And, uh, and they think it's business as usual, though. Obviously, uh, this is a fair way down the track now. Um, it'll be taken to the AFL club presidents in August. So um, hopefully a lot of the hard work is done and, and they, they're just saying we're going to keep our head down and get on with the job and um, wait to see who the new Premier is and we'll hopefully find out that uh, later this week. But uh, all indications are it'll be Jeremy Rockcliffe, who was the Deputy Premier. So uh, he's got a, a football background himself. Um, not sure if he's as passionate about the game as Peter Gutman was because uh, he certainly drove it... Um, all this way, and passionate about sport in general, really, Peter Gutman was. Uh, he got uh, a lot of things done for sport in his time as Premier. He got an Ashes test here, a historic Ashes test, the first one Tasmania's ever had. Had a couple of AFL finals here last year, a WBBL hub. He finalised the Jack Jumpers NBL deal. So uh, his legacy uh, will certainly be for sport, I think, because he's done a tremendous lot in his time as Premier. It was only for two years. So at this, at this stage of where the Tasmanian task force is and, and for the bid for the AFL licence... Um, is I'm not going to say uh, it's not a great loss because I'm sure it still is to to have you know Peter Gutwin not involved in politics anymore. It is a great loss for that task force. But how much really, if you were to quantify it, how much have they lost without Peter Gutwin being in uh, in a position to uh, sort of to use his political pull? Yeah, it depends who you talk to about that. Uh, some people, as I say, think it's it's well and truly down the road now. Some say it's a significant blow, and it, it is. It has to be some sort of blow because. We've seen no state premier uh, stand up to the AFL like Peter Gutwin has. He he hasn't let uh, the state be bullied. Obviously, he used the uh, the Hawthorne and North Melbourne deals as leverage for us to get to the negotiating table to have our own team here in Tasmania. So, um, obviously, those deals have been rolled over for this year for one more year. So, where that lands, if we don't get a team, will be absolutely fascinating. So, there's a lot to play out. It's a really big and significant year for Tasmania, and it's just a shame that uh, Peter Gutwin's done all the hard work and he won't see it through now. I mean, he, he may not be in politics anymore and he's wanting to take some time off, which is fair, but you don't necessarily need to be in politics or be a member of parliament to be on the bid team. And he still has a contact book, so could he still could he still use some of his, his knowledge and the power that he still does have in, in, um, in, in sort of the aftermath of his political career to help the task force along? Hopefully, yeah. I know what he wants to do for the, um, the interim is just to have a rest. He's absolutely cooked, uh, as he said the other day, and just wants to spend some time reading and, and just spending some time with his family because he hasn't done that for the last couple of years. He's been away from his family a hell of a lot because his family's actually based in Launceston and, of course, Parliament uh, and, the, and the major going's on happen in the capital in Hobart. So uh, he wanted to do that, but a lot of people said, why couldn't he become the first CEO of the, of the Tasmania Football Club or the, the first president? And I could think of no one better, to be honest. So if and when we do get a team, uh, hopefully he is involved in some way, shape or form. Who's the figurehead now? Well, luckily, that's the thing. Uh, we've got uh, so many good people behind this bid, uh, from Alistair Clarkson, who's come on board and, and done a great job so far. Nick Revolt is, is there. James Henderson, who's a, 
the managers of the stars, if you like. Um, Brett Godfrey, who I mentioned before, um, who's a really well-credentialed businessman. So that's the thing. While there's a loss for Peter Gutwin, we've still got some real heavyweights behind this bid. So um, I think Alistair Clarkson will slowly become the face of it. Uh, he's been in and out of Tasmania meeting with, uh, with people all around the state to try and get to the bottom of what a pathway would look like to a Tasmanian team and what it might look like underneath if a team does come in. Um, so I think we'll see a lot more of Clarko in the months to come. Uh, the confidence from what you've described uh, just a moment ago about where the bid is at at the moment, are the confidence levels high? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of lobbying going on behind the scenes with the, with the clubs at the moment, I think, just um, explaining the benefits of what it would look like as Tasmania coming in and I think the big sticking point is going to be the, the draft concessions. We saw what happened with, with GWS and the Gold Coast when they came in and, and all the draft concessions they got. So I think that'll be in the back of, of clubs' minds. But if they can work that out and make it fair for everyone, um, hopefully we'll get a positive result. So on top of all of the, the work that Peter Gutwin has done and all of the other names that you've mentioned with their pool, how much has the influence of people power had on this bid? Yeah, a lot of things. I think we've had, you know, been through this so many times before in the past. There's been pushes, nothing to this extent, uh, that's for sure. But back in 2008, we had even Mars come on board as a, a naming rights sponsor of a team that didn't exist. And uh, I think, you know, 10 years before that, there was another significant push where they were going to build a, a brand new stadium out at the showgrounds here in Hobart. So there's been little ones along the way. And I think, you know, the flying model was great to start with, but I think people have just had a gut pull and they just want to see a Tasmanian team. We've seen with the basketball and the jack jumpers um, what it can do for the state, even the Hobart Hurricanes. They might have Hobart in their name, but they've gone to Launceston and had big crowds. They're not so much in the last couple of years when the Big Bash was thriving. So um, I think, yeah, we're sick of the fly-in, fly-out models and not having our own team here. We want to have um, our own team and um, a team for young Tasmanians to aspire to and play for. Before I let you go, Brent, I will uh, pivot to basketball because I know you're involved with the Jack Jumpers. Uh, are you hopeful they can snare that last spot in the finals? Oh, I'd love it. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty tough. Perth did us a, a favour the other night by losing to United to keep the door ajar. Uh, we had heard the sad news today that Will Magne's season's over, though, and he's uh, we, we've done okay without him, to be fair, um, but he's a big loss, that's for sure. It would have been nice to get him back in for the the final few games. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we've got to rely probably on other results now. Keep winning ourselves, but rely on probably Perth, the one that would have to drop out, I reckon, for mm-hmm. us to get in. And I can't see them doing that despite having a, a few hiccups of late. They're just such a, a powerhouse organisation. But saying that, uh, you can't knock the Jack Jumpers first year. If they had said this is where we'd be at, uh, pushing and knocking on the door for a final spot in our debut year at the start of the season, I reckon we would have taken that with both hands. Brent, I appreciate you uh, jumping on and having a chat and thank you for bringing us up to speed with uh, the aftermath of the Peter Gutman retirement in the last couple of days. Thank you so much. Anytime, Jordan. Thanks, mate. Brent Costello, sports journalist at uh, Win TV in Tasmania. The McDonald's My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Earn rewards with every Macca's run. one 736 736 if you'd like to have your say. 433 off the texts. Uh, we'll get to a call. Jeremy from Melton has been hanging on the line to chat about ticketing and our discussion from the first half hour. Jeremy, welcome to the program. How are you going? Good. How are you doing, Jordan? Good, thank you. What's been your experience? Uh, so I actually work in ticketing at one of the major stadiums in Melbourne. Okay. So I thought I'd jump on and just have a bit of a chat about the ticketing situation and, and some of the problems that people have had. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, obviously... Your digital wallet, you have that as well. Um, a lot of the clubs now have their own app. 
that has some information, that kind of thing. Um, you can log in there and you've got your tickets for the game or whatever tickets you actually allocated to in that app as well. But on, on game day, if you're like someone called in about the 85-year-old mother, you can just go to one of the ticket windows that are open and as long as the ticket's under your name, you can go and print off that ticket and then you're fine to come into the game. So all, all tickets similar to if you buy a car or purchase movie tickets or anything like that, as long as the ticket's under your name, we can just look you up on the system and then you're done straight away. Um, if you come in a little bit earlier before game time, you won't even have to wait in line. It's just there waiting for you. Right, so you can... And that's just for for just regularly bought tickets, not so much memberships, but just normal tickets. You can, um, you can, you can say, I've got the ticket, you can, and then convert it into a hard copy. Yep, pr- pretty much. Um, all the teams do have membership tents at the game. And they're run on a bit of a different system than what Ticketmaster or Ticket Tech has. Mm-hmm. But it's the same deal with those as well. You just turn up, say, hey, I'm, I'm John Smith. Can I get my ticket for today? Yep, done. And then walk straight in. No, no issues, no worries. Okay. Have you found the system in general, so the, 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 the move over to digital and digital tickets and, and those online wallets that we have on our phones, have you found it? How, how have you found it? Has it been seamless or has it had a few hurdles? Um. It's a bit of a 50-50. So sometimes you'll have people before everything went digital where they'd print out their tickets and lose them at home um, or leave them at home, lose them on the train, whatever. Mm -hmm. And having that digitally there now is perfect for them because everyone's got their phone on them. Um, Similarly, like like you've said before, with a lot of older people, they may not have that. Um, There has been some issues in the past with like ticket transfers. So if I send you my ticket and then we turn up the ticket that you originally bought doesn't exist anymore. So that kind of messes around a little bit. But like I say, just come to the ticket windows and, and we can fix it up in five minutes, no worries. All right. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for giving us some of that insight, uh, Jeremy, because that's I reckon that's helped a lot of people. Yeah, it's better, better than, you know, purchasing a, a membership for the whole year and never going to a game because you can't access your phone or or missing out on a game because your internet's down on your phone. So th- there's always an option there, mm-hmm. um, and the ticket windows are there for, for you, you to get fixed up. So no worries. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, Jeremy. No worries. Thank you. Jeremy from Melton, 0433981116 off the text. Let us know if that's going to help you going to the footy in the next couple of weeks. We'll take a break here on the Macca's Run. Jordan Canellis with you. More of your calls and your text messages on the other side of this. For McDonald's, My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Order via the My Macca's app and start earning today. Three goals for not ideal kicking, but it's sensational buying. Buy three, get one free on selected Toyo passenger and SUV tyres at Tyre Power. The SEM Track Podcast. Catch up on all your favourite shows or any interviews you might have missed by subscribing to SEM Track on your favourite podcast provider today. When David arrived to pick the kids up from school, he assumed his place was worth about 900 But after chatting to Donna with the barking dog, Mr Stewart, the maths teacher, and Barbara, the lollipop lady, he's now thinking 1.2. How about you, Tony? Only one way to know, and that's with an honest appraisal from Harcourts. Our expertise helps you get the best result, but it's our people that make the real difference. Your home, our experience, Harcourts. My Macca's Rewards has arrived. Get that surprise Macca's for dinner feeling when you earn points to redeem on your favourites. Like a Big Mac. Download the My Macca's app and start earning today. Value means more at Macca's. T's and C's apply. See our website for details.
Which oil has been trusted for over 150 years? Home mechanics who change their own oil, they know. Professionals who service their own car at home, they know. Car lovers who want the best for their pride and joy, they know. And when you really think about it, you know. Valvoline, the original engine oil. Here's a friendly reminder from SCN and Bendix Brakes. School zone hours are now in effect. Put your foot down with confidence in school zones with Bendix Brakes, the market-leading brake pads to match your driving style. Learn more at bendix.com.au. There's nothing more frustrating than a watering hose that kinks and stays like that. My Flexstream hose by Nylex never holds the kink, so the water flows perfectly. Flow like a Nylexpert, water like a Nylexpert. Nylex Flexstream hoses, available at Bunnings. As part of Victoria's big build, we're building North East Link. The project's new tunnels, as well as extra lanes on the Eastern Freeway, will make travelling around Melbourne and to the airport quicker and safer. It's the missing link in Melbourne's freeway network. As we bring the pieces together, there will be one lane closed in both directions on Bulleen Road and lanes closed on Thompson's Road at times in April. Find out if you're affected at bigbuild.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. SLB Fight Night presents Michael Zarafa versus Isaac Hardman. Battle it out April 20 at Melbourne Convention Exhibition Centre. Get your tickets at zarafatickets.com.au or live stream at zarafafite.tv. Get your tickets at zarafatickets.com.au. Hong Kong Horse Racing is supplying first-class entertainment every week. Sha Tin and Happy Valley Under Lights see former Australian horses clash and our jockeys are on the world stage. Purton, Shin and now Luke Curry and Daniel Moore. Bet into the Hong Kong Jockey Club co-mingle pool through tab.com.au every meeting and the form is on hkjc.com. Hong Kong Racing, there's nothing like us. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Victorian Harness Racing just got bigger with all the exciting action on Trot's Vision. It's an enhanced online platform with every Victorian harness race streamed live. Enjoy exclusive content, the daily form, tips from Australia's most respected racing analysts and more. Trot's Vision brings you all the live action every day at home or on your phone. And best of all, it's free. Lap up Trot's Vision. Lap up the trots. Visit thetrots.com.au. AFL Nation, the power take on the Demons. Tomorrow night on SEN with Jared Waitley, Anthony Hudson, Nick Del Santo and Kane Corn. The Maccas Run with Sam Hargraves. The Maccas, juicy Angus beef and the lot. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Maccas today. The Maccas Run on SEN. Jordan Canellis here with you this evening. We've got a big sporting capital hour ahead before the driver's seats out at Bells for a special outside broadcast with Matt McKeldin, Steve Johnson and Nims Azur. But our last caller on the Harcourts open line for all things real estate, speak to Harcourts. Andrew is with us in Warrnambool. Andrew, welcome. Oh, Andrew. You there, Andrew? Gave him a big build-up and he's not there. We'll get back to you, Andrew, if we, uh, if we get a hold of you <laughs> for the uh, final couple of minutes of the Macca's run. There's been a, a statement released by Hawthorne, uh, well, a letter uh, specifically from Jeff Kennett uh, after the after the weekend where he opens by talking about the game uh, from the weekend against uh, against Carlton. Uh, but he does address 
the story of Cyril Rioli from last weekend. Uh, it starts with, let me find the point in the letter. Here we go. Let me address, this is from Jeff Kennett. Let me address the report published in the Age newspaper on Saturday concerning Cyril Rioli and his wife, Shannon. We were all saddened by the story that there had been incidents that had both ups, that had upset both he and his wife. We have taken those claims seriously and are conducting further inquiries to see if there might have been other incidents affecting our past First Nations players. Once those inquiries have concluded, we will determine if any other action needs to be taken. I can assure you that the board and the administration will not shirk our responsibility to work through these matters. Some will demand immediate answers and actions, but given how important these matters are, the best response is a measured and responsible one. We will first, we will firstly seek to establish the facts before working through the best way of responding to the matters that require addressing. Matters have been brought to our attention. We are taking them seriously and any failings will be addressed. Can I finally say on this matter, we all want Cyril back with us at Hawthorne. I hope that we can work through the hurt he feels and make him feel welcome and safe in the Brown and Gold family again. Go Hawks, Jeff Kennett, President of Hawthorne Football Club. Uh, signed at the end of the article. So that's uh, that's the, the second half of the letter and uh, all of what's... Uh, has all of what addresses the Silverioli story in that letter from Jeff Kennett released about an hour ago. Um, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If you've got a say on that in the last couple of minutes of this show, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to send them through on the text. Nothing in there has he has he mentioned about his position at the club. Um, he said nothing in there about um, about his well his original uh, date to. Uh, part ways with Hawthorne, which is the end of June. Well, it's about mid-year, anyway, June or July. I think it's the end of June uh, this year. Uh, nothing about the successor, nothing about uh, parting ways with the club early. It's all just... Um, and this is kind of what, what we were speaking about on Monday night with uh, with Sam, Har- Sam Hargraves on this show uh, with Courtney Dempsey about... Uh, Sam mentioned at one point about sort of placating almost and this kind of feels like it's going down that path now he's taken the proactive move and he's he's said all the right things in this letter here Jeff Kennett about we're going to take those claims seriously and uh, we're not you know I can assure you the board and the administration will not shirk our responsibility to work through these matters it's all the right things uh, that he has said there but uh, is that enough and that was part of our theme on Monday night when we're talking about this with uh, with Courtney Dempsey is do clubs and do teams and do sporting administrations actually do enough in that space? Is it just words or do they actually go ahead and do something proactively? We've heard from Collingwoods after the Do Better report last year where, where they had to basically upturn the, the culture of the club in that in this uh, specific element, the um, you know uh, race relations almost and, and uh, amending things that have happened in the past. And it sounds like from what has happened since the Do Better report came out, um, that um, that Collingwood have actually, you know, just hearing some first-hand uh, accounts from people at Collingwood here on SEN, Nathan Buckley, who's spoken about it, that things have actually moved forward at Collingwood, which is what you want to hear. Um, uh, nothing in that article or in that letter from Jeff Kennett has uh, has been raised about a, a report or a a, uh, a review or an investigation, nothing of the sort there, but that's just what Jeff's response has been in the aftermath, in the days since the uh, the article was released on the age from uh, Caroline Wilson, zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If you have thoughts on that, the Macca's run comes to a close for a Wednesday night for my Macca's rewards. They have arrived. Earn rewards with every 
Macca's run. The sporting capital coming up on the other side of this. Two big guests on the way. The Australian Grand Prix is back in action for the first time in three years. 2019 was the last race. Michael Laminato from the Box of Neutrals podcast and from the F1 Strategy Report will be with us next to chat about what lies in store at Albert Park this weekend. All that and more next on the Sporting Capital.